You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, my friend, how are you? I'm feeling good, Chris. What's going on, brother? Not much, not much. Hey, you know, I don't think that we have uh, we have leveraged our uh, our opportunities enough here. Let's let's talk about the fact that you do a great show for the network called "Appraise the Phrase," and uh, want you tell our listeners about it if they may be interested. If you are interested, it's a fun show. It's very close to my heart because it's what I do in general. But "Appraise the Phrase." It's a show where me and a guest, random guest, rotating guest, we dive into common expressions like have your cake and eat it too, or the devil's advocate, or recently catch 22, uh, and we unveil the origin of that, the true meaning, and then we grade it out. It's really fun. It's really interesting. It's a quick listen, um, and, and, and if you're interested, it's, it's a little etym- etymology with some, uh, with some humor in, uh, in draft grades. Yeah, it seems like ranges anywhere from on the low end 19 to no more than 30 minutes. Yeah, really quick. It's really like the guest, if the guest is really feeling connected to mm-hmm. either the phrase or the origin or the meaning, it'll run. But it's it's pretty swift and it's it's a, it's, it's a fun thing. And I, I really enjoy it because I really think sometimes like, did I mean to say that? Right. Do I mean what I'm saying when I say that? Right. No, that makes total sense. I've I've listened to a bunch of the episodes I really dig it. Uh, I, you know, maybe you'll be kind enough to have me on at some point. And I'm, uh, that would be a lot of fun. Oh, I'm waiting. I have red carpet that I'm getting steamed. Nice. Every, of course, all service providers are on back back order. <laughs> but as soon as that red carpet gets steamed, you're 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 first uh, in line. Yeah, I think we might. It might be faster if we just. Uh, I don't. I don't know how you manufacture a carpet, but we should probably learn how to do that ourselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, everybody, check it out. Uh, available on, on the website underdogpodcast.com. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Bam, anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find to praise the phrase on uh, by Underdog Podcast, and more specifically, Mario Hines. It uh, I've it's been a super fun show, and I'm, I'm thrilled to see where it goes from here. Likewise, man, can't wait. So we have a lot to talk about. Um, NFL preseason week two or one a i suppose if we're not counting that hall of fame week as a, a full week is under our belts i have got bovadasportsbook.com open in front of me we're going to look at some of the more interesting lines and how some things have changed over the past couple of weeks but my guy uh have you watched any detroit lions football and what is your take I watched most of the preseason game. I had to, I had to, I had to. I, I needed to feel the energy through the screen. Mm-hmm. I was starting to get a sense of the pulse as people were just flocking. You know, downtown was buzzing. And so any area right outside of downtown Detroit starts to buzz. So that felt good. As far as what I saw in the field, um, we are... <laughs> We are not in a great place in that defensive backfield. Much to be desired. Uh, Jerry Goff didn't look bad. There wasn't a lot going on offensively. You know, great, great uh, intro and debut for a guy that we signed the day prior. But for what I wanted to take from it, Chris, is 
I can still be excited for a Lions game all the way up until like I still have a window of of, of up until week five. Like okay. that was not squashed and squandered for the first preseason game. So that's a win for me. You're satisfied with what you saw from old JG? <laughs> Actually, yes. Yeah, he didn't look like we made a total mistake bringing him in. It doesn't look like he's going to be a total wash at the quarterback position for us, meaning like whatever we saw with the Rams was completely Ram specific and that this guy has no business in the league. That's kind of what you would tend to expect from mm. a, a Lions quarterback. And I didn't get that so far. So that, again, is deemed a win for me. I have had a hard time because uh, I didn't feel like paying the 100 bucks for Game Pass to watch live preseason games, uh, especially with only three this year. So I've been I've been relegated to having to watch games uh, later on the NFL Network when they get around to actually airing them. Have not yet watched the Philadelphia Eagles versus Pittsburgh Steelers game just because a lot's been going on. I will be watching the uh, the Eagles and the Patriots tomorrow night uh, live on NFL Network. So I'm excited about that. But uh, I got to watch the the Jaguars Cleveland Browns game. And uh, boy, oh boy, it was just a reminder that the preseason can be a slog to get through sometimes, even when, you know, it was fun to watch, you know, Trevor Lawrence's first ever game as a professional. First snap, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't say was sacked by the Cleveland Browns and uh, they caused a fumble that he did recover, but uh, an inauspicious start to begin if I'm uh, it's not quite Sam Darnold throwing a pick six in his first uh, first throw in the NFL regular season, but it <laughs> it wasn't great. Uh, other than that, Lawrence looked pretty good. It was it was an interesting week for the rookie quarterbacks because you know Trey Lance has has a big play, but otherwise not such a big uh, game. I think he ended up like five for fifteen for one twenty, but one of them was on a a, a broken play that resulted in an eighty yard touchdown. Past that, he was like four for 14 for 39 yards or something like that. Um, Zach Wilson was, you know, didn't, wasn't asked to do a whole heck of a lot in New York. And man, oh man, I'll tell you, trending towards my least favorite player in the NFL before <laughs> he's even taken a snap in the NFL regular season, Justin Fields is insufferable. <laughs> it's happening. It is happening. Like, he is insufferable. Like, this guy, look, he had a good game. He didn't have a great game. He had, he, he capitalized on two broken plays, similar to Trey Lance. He had a very long touchdown pass where there was no defender within 25 yards of the guy he threw the touchdown pass to. And he scored a rushing touchdown on a broken play as well. Statistically, good game. The progression reading wasn't great. It wasn't the quickest thing in the world. But... The fact that we're getting so carried away with the hype for Justin Fields already, it, it's just, it's its too much. And he himself is too much when he comes out and says, eh, the game was a little slow for me. Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned this. First, thank you for spotlighting all the little fun first times for the first round quarterbacks. Very mm -hmm. cool to have. Love to see it. Trey area, very fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields and this <laughs> hype. <laughs> I started to get a little bothered when he uh, he signed, and then maybe a couple days later, his official jersey pick comes out, or maybe right before camp, his like uniform pick, 
and he's wearing this visor and I think it's actually a promotion for, you know, um, Oakley maybe. And everyone, like I've never seen uniform love that turns into someone being so ready for the position ever. <laughs> and then you get like, like I said, these training camp videos where Justin Fields is doing something special in Chicago by, again, a broken play turned into, you know, a pretty decent throw for a touchdown. It wasn't the prettiest rollout mm-hmm. throw for the, for, the, for the training camp video. And it's like you start to feel this buzz. And then oh, the comment, like, cool, he, he, looked, he looked good. He looked good in the preseason game. I will not take that away from him. He has the tools, so okay. Sure. But the comment... The comment that is, you can't write a better script for eating your words come week four. You can't tell me that we won't be plastering that across every media outlet once he's four for 22 and two picks and maybe limping a little bit. And I don't wish injury, but that's the kind of thing like the game is too slow is different than I'm feeling comfortable out there. Yeah, it's different than um I'm confident in my ability. Um, I'm thankful for the position I'm in, and I don't. I don't mean to be like the you know cliche cliche your way through you know your your media your your media. Um, yeah, you don't need to be interviews and stuff. Yeah, no, but to say the the whole emphasis that a player inside the locker room and out the game speed. This is just universal language for I get it. I don't get it. I'm progressing. Mm. Lightweight. I can do what I want in the league. Like I've reached. I've plateaued. To say the game speed was too slow for me after your first preseason game is is what people think Aaron Rodgers is when they when it comes to being you know insufferable. Mm-hmm. That is the mentality that makes me nervous because he may find some more success in this preseason. But if I'm a Chicago fan and I have some sense, pull your guy back, pull back your expectations. It's all going to shift. All it's going to take is two games of being prepared against. Just be prepared against Justin and it'll all change. Yeah. He, and he was playing against guys who are going to be working at Publix and selling cars in a month. Yes. These aren't, these aren't the elite uh, players in the league, the top half of the league that you're going to see week in and week out, let alone a, a sub that could maybe on the rise or breaking through. This is not, this is not college ball, man. Yeah. And by the way, uh, that performance has, has placed Justin Fields on Bavada's list for potential MVPs in the national football league in 2021 Fields sits plus 12,500 to an MVP next year. I can't take, I might put some money down just because he, he creeped up into a reasonable, you know, <laughs> payday, but it's, just things like that. And I get it. You have to do it. You really do. Yeah. And the pieces, I, let's not even talk about the actual makeup of the Chicago team. We're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Here. Oh, for sure. Now, he is behind Trevor Lawrence uh, at Bavada on both uh, the MVP odds and the Offensive Rookie of the Year odds. Lawrence sits plus 300 to Fields plus 500 for Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Trey Lance also plus 500. So, if I was going to take Fields or Lance, I'm definitely going to take Fields, but I think it's a little premature to be heaping all of this praise on either guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that does sober it a little bit for me, so thank you for adding that context. But, I mean, even Andy Dalton is speaking up like, hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, 
still here. <laughs> Actually, I don't think he is. Isn't he in Dallas? Uh, no, you're right. He is a Chicago yeah. Bear. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm 100% wrong. <laughs> I, I, can I tell you what? Andy Dalton's career is so forgettable. In my head, he was actually, like, he was in, in Chicago all those years and not Cincinnati. Ah, uh, yeah. And then no, this he is a great went to time. Dallas. Yeah, no, he is the Chicago Bears starting quarterback. Uh, and, you know, I, it's going to be tough and stupid to go with Fields game one. That just feels wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. It's not going to happen, for one. I wouldn't do it. But, I mean, first I want to... Andy Dalton's career, I actually have forgotten greatly what he's done, what he did in, in Cincinnati. I have forgotten. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I do remember the feeling of sometimes being in Pittsburgh and having to deal with that, uh, you know, the playoff losses and just how bad he will play at random times uh, when it mattered the most. But he should start. He will start. And Justin Fields will get a wake-up call when, he, when it's his chance. And uh, Chicago isn't even... You know, if we're going to talk about stories in the in the NFC North, I would like to put the season-long trajectory and ups and downs and slopes of our head coach alone, the mm-hmm. Lions head coach alone, over <laughs> the expectation of the Chicago Bears right now. Uh, neither Andrew nor Justin find themselves on the list at Bavada for Offensive Player of the Year in the uh, in the. I guess it's in general. It's not. It's not AFC NFC, but yeah. So that's interesting. It's interesting that they're there on the MVP list, but not the Offensive Player of the Year lists. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. It's it's one of those things where we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you if you're if you're smelling smelling the salt a little too strong. We're gonna get your money. Um, we're gonna go straight to MVP. We're not gonna actually legitimize this with, you know, the Offensive Player of the Year thing. So I get that. <sighs> Man, I can I tell you I I'm remiss to say this, but like I'm starting to buy into this Eagles team a little bit. I, I was going to say I, I watched am. some of it. <laughs> I am, man, like I I am I'm starting to buy into Jalen Hurts a little bit. I think there's there's some very interesting players to watch and the ascendance of Jordan Maialata and Alex Singleton mm-hmm. at defense at uh, linebacker. Quez Watkins has been one of the the early stories mm-hmm. of camp. Got we saw what he did in the, the game against the Steelers. Looks like he is trending towards a starting position in the three receivers and in, in receiver three receiver sets. So I am I'm starting to buy in. It's dangerous. It's so dangerous. Hey, hey. okay, well. Create a baseline here for me. Buy-in equals wins. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm starting to believe maybe they can be competitive in a in a shitty division. Well, once <laughs> once things start to settle, you know, by by preseason game three, I don't think this is far fetched at all. I don't think this is far fetched. I didn't think it was before the preseason. I know you're wishing for just complete tanking when you can't, you know, do anything significant, but I think the young pieces and the energy, Jalen Hurts is inspiring. Yeah. And this this all counts for something. And we have to see what it actually counts for. Yeah. I mean, it's also worth pointing out that the emphasis on my desire for the team to be bad this year was to be able to solve the quarterback position long term. Mm -hmm. If Jalen Hurts proves that he's worthy of a long term commitment from this team, 
and boy, they suddenly find themselves in a wonderful position where they have their quarterback. You know, Carson is on his way to playing week one, if you believe what's being said. They're on their way to potentially having their quarterback, having three first-round picks next year, and having a ton of cap space next offseason with a fairly young and talented roster. Yeah, I would be I would be really, really excited if it was the case that Jalen Hurts ends up holding the position down, is what I'd rather call it. Yeah. As of now. And, you know, really solidifying again that back end defensively, maybe pulling one more, you know, a, a tackler guard, mm-hmm. getting another veteran in free agency, um, and and, and and setting yourself up for the next couple of years to really wreck shop. <laughs> and mess things up in the in the what are you guys in the NFC East? What are you? East, ugh. NFC bro. least, baby. NFC yeah. least. Because right now every other team is trending downwards for me in that division. Yeah, you, you do not buy Ryan Fitzpatrick. I do. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that Washington team is going to be fairly solid. Dallas is going to score a lot of points. We'll see if they can stop other teams from scoring points. But it's it's winnable. I do not trust the law the law, sorry the Lions Freudian slip the gi- <laughs> the the Giants at all. I I don't trust Danny Dimes at all. I don't trust Galladay to stay healthy. Uh, by the way, former Detroit Lion Carryon Johnson was waived by the Philadelphia Eagles today. Farewell, <laughs> Carryon. Uh, I wonder if that's his last stop in the NFL. I think so. But yeah, I am. Uh, kind of starting to buy in and it is this starting to worry me a little bit that uh that i'm i'm letting myself be set up to be hurt yeah you just don't look over the edge of the cliff man don't look over the edge just be exhilarated with the wind hitting your face <laughs> and don't worry about the potential disappointment of sliding down this cliff no forget that i'm, I'm, I'm thelma and louising this thing <laughs> He's all in, Eagles fans. He's all in. I am uh, going hard into the night here, and <laughs> if we happen to young run run into a young Brad Pitt, then all all the more interesting and experience. Absolutely. If uh, Brad Pitt is Jalen Hurts in this, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, um, we a lot of stuff here. I mentioned this last week, and uh, I just think it's it's worth clarifying that. The sheer number of NFL props that are currently available uh, on Bavada's website is is staggeringly high. Mm-hmm. There, if like there is anything you can think of, is available, uh, and uh, that it, it is something of a hindrance to me in that it actually takes a really long time to scroll to the bottom to get to the stuff uh, I'm looking for. Like right now. Um, I'm scrolling down, and we've got uh, Emmanuel Ogba regular season sacks. That's the that's the kind of thing. <laughs> if you're if you want something, it is there. I believe that this next one gets me down to the team stuff, and uh, yes, it does. We did all of these last week. We did our team specific show last week. That was a lot of fun. Uh, although I did I did randomly skip one or two teams at the beginning, and then when I thought we were going to skip around, and then we basically went straight through. So apologies to uh, fans of those teams who may feel slighted. Let's go. Um, let's get your picks for some statistical leaders this let's week. Go. Let's go. Uh, 
NFL 2021-2022 regular season stat futures at Bavada. And we have uh, we've got the passing touchdowns category opened right now. Uh, not going to be a shock to you that the the leader in the clubhouse is Patrick Mahomes at plus 300, Tom Brady plus 550, Rodgers plus 600, Josh Allen 9, Russell Wilson 10, Dak Prescott 12, Matt Ryan 12. Uh, by the way, congratulations to the Falcons, the first NFL, the NFL's first 100% vaccinated team. What a stat. Matt's really the most important stat of the season, to be quite frank. Uh, we're going to forget who wins. Eventually, we're going to forget like what team wins 13 games and what team stinks, but uh, the teams that are actually doing something to move the this pandemic forward, uh, that they that that is a uh, that is not something we're going to soon forget. Um, Justin Herbert plus 18, Baker plus 22, Cousins plus 22, Tannehill plus 22, Drew Locke 25. All the way down to uh, Jalen Hurts at plus 5,000 and Jared Goff at plus 8,000 at Bavada. Before I, I have you repeat the top end of that again, yeah. let me mention that I am not a Drew Locke fan per mm-hmm. se. What I am a fan of is the position Drew Locke is currently in. Okay. Meaning they have a very talented group of wide receivers, mm-hmm. hardworking group of wide receivers. And guys that can make a routine play a pretty big play. So if you're going to have an outsider, outlier here for this one, Drew Locke may be it. He's going to compete with with getting the ball in the end zone with these guys mm-hmm. for a little bit. I don't know how long he'll he'll be consistent with that. But that's just something to note for everyone. And, and, and I, can't, I can't let it go anymore. That Broncos receiving core is not getting the love that they deserve. And I want to go on record of saying that now can you give me the top five guys again yeah by the way a very diverse group for the broncos you have the big guy in Cortland sutton the technician and jerry judy and the speedster in kj hamler uh the top guys patrick mahomes plus 300 brady plus 550 rogers plus six josh allen plus nine and russell wilson plus a thousand I'm I'm torn between Wilson I'm, yeah Wilson Allen and Mahomes I might have to flip a coin here where that doesn't really work yeah but, uh, I mean I don't think Brady's in line I think there'll be a better offense but I don't think he'll he'll throw as many touchdowns I'm just gonna go with common sense prevails mm-hmm. and go with Patrick Mahomes even though even though I really think that Josh Allen won't play as well but that he his numbers his numbers might go up as far as touchdowns well, Aaron Rodgers now has Randall Cobb back to that offense. Oh my! I mean, not to be not to be understated and undervalued. Their mental connection is going to account for something, but I don't know if him running forwards and him running backwards looks any different at this point in his career. So I'm going to reserve. Like, that's the only reason I'm not completely all in on Aaron Rodgers and his revenge tour against his own team. Even right. I just don't know about the pieces, so it makes me nervous to crown him, but. Uh, yeah. Well, I would argue that last year was something of a, re- a revenge tour against the Packers when the, he was pissed off about the Jordan Love drafting and then went out and won MVP just to kind of say screw you to them. True. And that makes it very interesting that he somehow went and topped that. It's like Michael Jordan-esque yeah. in finding a way to feel undervalued and need a competitive edge. It's really seeking out you know, yeah. a way to just be upset so you can play great ball. Uh, Randall Cobb, 10 games last year, 38 catches, 11.6 yards per catch. 
In Dallas, right? In Houston. In Houston. Wow. I forgot that that happened. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a, a difference and there's going to be an increase in productivity, obviously, just in comparison. I don't know if that'll turn into touchdowns, which is what we want to be focused on here. Well, right. I think that's that's the, the big point here is just, does he does he have anything left athletically? I don't, and, and, and he plays, he plays that, that in between game where mm-hmm. actually he should be targeted in those, you know, red zone spread moments, you know, as that slot guy, I don't know if the separation is there. The savvy, the savvy will damn sure be there. Yeah. So I believe in that. I just don't know how many times will that win over just not being able to create separation. How'd you feel about uh, about Rodgers and a couple and inclu- a couple other guys, including Randall Cobb, by the way, already flexing his muscles in in Green Bay, tweeting out that the team needs to re-sign Clay Matthews. It's so weird, and I think at this point they're they they put their whole foot in the water, maybe two feet in the water, yeah, and see how deep this pool really is because. Come on. I don't even think Clay Matthews wants the Packers to sign Clay Matthews. Right. He's a guy. So I, my legacy has been tarnished enough. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. It's, at some point very soon, they're going to find a car battery dropped into that, that water that they're wading into. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, like, I get the power play, but yeah. I mean, wait, are we going to get Sterling Sharp out of retirement? How is... What is exactly. this? Exactly. <laughs> like, this is, this is ridiculous at this point. What What is... Uh, What's Dorsey Levin's up to? <laughs> These are great names, man. That You're doing awesome. Pretty much all I could come up with. Mark Chamora. Well, <laughs> he's we probably not going to be available. Yeah, no Chewy. Probably not going to be available. Uh, all right. The next category, most passing yards. Very similar list at the top. Mahomes plus 350. Dak plus, plus 6. Brady plus 650. Allen plus 850. Matt Stafford plus a thousand, Justin mm. Herbert plus twelve hundred, all the way down to Jalen Hurts plus five thousand and Jared Goff <laughs> plus five thousand at Bavada. It is a thing. I can't believe I still hear Matthew Stafford's name and I perk up. It is wow. This breakup's not going well for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're gonna have to do it again. Give me that top end, top four, top five. Uh, Mahomes plus three fifty. Prescott plus six, Brady six fifty, uh, Josh Allen eight fifty, Stafford plus a thousand. Yeah, I can see Stafford or Prescott here, uh, especially with quote unquote empty, you mm-hmm. know, the empty yeah. stats for this one. Which account? Which account? They all count the same when we're talking about the leader. So I'm actually going to go Dak here. All right, the most receiving touchdowns by uh, any player this upcoming season. Number one, Devontae Adams, plus 600. Number two, Tyreek Hill, 800. Calvin Ridley, 900. Travis Kelsey, plus 1,000. DK Metcalf, plus 1,200, tied with Adam Thaleen. And uh, Justin Jefferson, plus 1,400. All the way down to... Uh, let's see. Where does the first eagle or lion show up here? It's it's not good, is it's what I'm gonna good. say. That's uh, well, a couple of former lions have shown up, but we haven't gotten to a current lion yet. Uh, oh boy, Gronk above anybody on this list. All right, Devonte Smith plus seven thousand, the highest eagle, and tied with. 
TJ Hawkinson plus 7,000, the highest line at Bavada. That's disrespectful considering that TJ could do some, some crazy, crazy things with yeah. the numbers. Somebody's he was, he was got, like third in receiving yards for tight ends last year. Yeah. Somebody's got to actually get the yard right. for this team. I'm not saying they're going to go gangbusters, but somebody's got to get the damn yard. So he could he could have been could have could have got shown a little more love. Uh, whoo! I mean, this is where I'm I'm I, I try to remove my overall bias and just recognize production and the potential for production. <sighs> top three, give me the top three again. I'm top, top three touchdowns: Devontae Adams plus six hundred, Tyreek plus eight hundred, Calvin Ridley plus nine hundred. Damn it! Hoping I was hoping I heard Metcalf in there because I was leaning towards DK. DK is number five. I'm, I think this is what the Seahawks want to do. I, I, I'm either going to go Adams or Metcalf here. I'm going to go Metcalf. So, so you you don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to repeat their ab- absurd touchdown year he had last year? I don't think so. I think it's going to be efficient. I think there's going to be very special moments. But I think you can't ignore you can't ignore what's what's happened slash is happening in the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. That's gonna come out. I know that he's a consummate pro and he has arguably the best receiver in the game with him, but there's gonna be some disconnect. That disconnect's gonna show its head and it's gonna be consistent enough to where you're not gonna just blow out the league uh stat wise and, and just come out with a outright MVP season. I just can't see it. Okay. All right, we're, I'm going to skip receiving yards because it's a little close to touchdowns and, and jump to receptions. Uh, number one, A.J. Brown plus four. Th- oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. These are not in order. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my brain does not like this. Um, number one that I can see, uh, Stefan Diggs plus 600. Mm. Number Number two... DeAndre Hopkins plus 700. Three, Travis Kelsey plus nine. No, no. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams is tied with Stefan Diggs for number one. So it's Adams and Diggs one, uh, Hopkins two, Travis Kelsey three, and uh, Keenan Allen number four. Number five, well, I guess number five. Ooh, I love it. I'm going Keenan Allen. Mainly because, I mean, obviously he's, he's he has the potential to do, but I just watched his his uh what is it top one hundred NFL uh-huh. player thing and uh, recency bias here yeah it just I forget how impressed I am yeah with him and and then it made me think about when I had him in fantasy a few years back and how he always delivered so give me some I got I got to show love here because I do typically leave him off of my of my list of, of who can accomplish great things, especially t- statistically. So we'll go, we'll go with Keenan here. All right. Keenan Allen plus 1000 at Bavada to lead the NFL in catches next season. Uh, you, you broached the topic of fantasy football. How, uh, how deep do you get into fantasy football in any given year? Uh, before it was pretty, pretty deep. Um, since what I realized was happening is that, there was way too much stress, man. Mm-hmm. There was way too much stress. Sunday to Sunday, I had, you know, my typical lion stress, which is I wouldn't wish on any person. Yeah, understood. And then you add in 
Sunday night football stress? <laughs> ugh, ugh, no way. But I, it's actually really fun. And I also take pride in it because usually in any circle, I'm the, the you know, you're supposed to know it all. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's like a Man, you played football. You should that. know everything. You should know everything about every player in every scenario. Not sure what accent or what I was doing there, but uh, yeah. You sounded um, <laughs> Southern Midwestern. Oh, well, I'll take that as an insult. <laughs> it was. You're very, you're, you're perceptive, my friend. So I, I, I'll be willing to play under the right circumstances. I'm into it. I just, I, I've, I've got to get into something that I feel comfortable with. All right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this show up with a with a fun one, fun category. Mm-hmm. Bavada's rankings of the odds for most interceptions thrown in the 2021-2022 NFL season, and uh, you know, let's let me scan this list a little bit and see where I see the first lion or cowboy. And Oh, look, Jared Goff's number one, uh, Jared Goff plus 800 to lead the league in most interceptions thrown, followed by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, tied with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, number, I guess four at plus 900, Ben Roethlisberger five plus 1200. And, uh, in fairness, tied with, Philadelphia quarterback Jalen Hurts and number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence for that spot at plus twelve hundred at Bavada. Oh man, I can't. I wanted to answer this just purely off of football knowledge and my intuitive nature, mm-hmm. but I have to take a shot, a dig immediately. What is? What is? I get it. I get it with Jerry Goff. I did not like talking about him when he was uh-huh. a Ram, but when did he plummet to the worst quarterback ever? When did that? When did that transition happen? Yeah, he probably shouldn't be on par with Darnold here. This is not even cool. And Darnold has some upside here, and he shouldn't even be in the same, you know, they're not in the, on, on the same uh, part of the plane. Well, no way. Who, who should be number one then? If I'm thinking about it, I mean, I get why Andy Dalton's not, because uh-huh. he's not going to play enough games. But, you know, if, if, if <laughs> Jameis. Uh, Fame, that's, famous is fair. That's a hundred percent fair. The I mean, the only thirty thirty player in NFL history. I mean, come on. If opportunity arises, it's one of those things. Not even like a shot at him. If opportunity arises, he will, <laughs> he will throw the 50, ball. It's a fifty fifty ball. It's a fifty fifty <laughs> ball, man. It is Steph Curry, or, or it's I. It's not me. It's me watching. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Famous comes in uh, number tied for number nine. With the aforementioned Justin Fields at plus sixteen hundred at Bavada. Come on, unfair, unfair. I mean, unfair. It's it's grace, it's grace and respect to I think the organization. Uh-huh. But if I watched the Saints preseason highlights and Taysom Hill sucks. Oh yeah, he's he not a quarterback. Terrible, yeah, terrible, we can terrible throws. Stop pretending I, like he's a quarterback. You can't stop that from happening. You can't stop it. From, no matter how good, you can't stop a guy from turning the ball over if you want. Bruce Arians said it about the best quarterback of all time, arguably. You can't stop him from making the throw he's going to throw no matter what you coach him to do. And that's just how I feel about Jameis. I think he's going to be productive. I think one of those products is interceptions. What? Give me a a projected stat line for Jameis this year. Give me 61%. Okay. Which is a little bit higher than his clip. Okay. Give me 20 six and 28 
Is that TD2INT? TD2INT. Maybe 2626, maybe 2826, somewhere in that window. Does he, so is he the starter all year? Because uh, that 26 number, I feel like that 26 number is probably low if he's the starter all year. And the 28 number, honestly, he could just play three games. <laughs> I think the 26 number comes from identity crisis. Yeah. Uh, that happens with the Saints a little bit early on. I think he will lose snaps to the, the Taysom guy. I think that some of the turnovers won't uh, get him the ball back that fast. I'm, I'm thinking not pick sixes where you get the ball back immediately. Those type of things will add up, I think. Well, I mean, Bavada doesn't appear to be bullish on the Saints' future this year. I'm looking at their their odds for stage of elimination, mm-hmm. and the favorite here is uh, at minus 130 is not make the playoffs. Wow. Wow. I mean, what are, what are they going to look like if it is James Winston under center and, and you do not have Michael Thomas on the outside? Now, that's a big game changer, and I don't think I yet have pictured that or, or, or have a vivid have vivid clarity on what that actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Without Michael Thomas, I can kind of see, you know, with, with Kamara having have been banged up before. That is not a pretty sight. I think you have to be so ready to play. Uh, if you're the Saints, especially early on as you figure this stuff out, I think identity crisis, I think there's going to be some unraveling. I think there's going to be some, is Sean Payton's time up? Worthy right. or not worthy, you know, irrational or, or, or irrational, but I think we might start hearing that too soon. And see, I think he'll write the ship, but I think that's what it looks like if we have to name it. Well, hey, if you are confident in Jared Goff and your Detroit Lions, you could smack down 100 bucks at Bavada and win 17500 when they win the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. That's it. I mean, <laughs> I'll do it. All right. We're going to, uh, that is a legally binding contract right there. <laughs> so congratulations on the money you've just made is what I'm saying. Thank you. I think it's a lock. Um, yeah. I think um, I've I, already spent it. I've already <laughs> spent it. Yeah. I feel like I've also spent a bunch of money that I haven't won yet either. <laughs> so that's probably not a good thing, but you know, at, at the end of the day, I don't, there's, there's something Zen like, about going into a season where you don't have high expectations for your team. It's it's tough to be hurt, and you can just kind of enjoy the ride a little bit. Yeah, cruise it out. Cruise it out. We, we don't know what that's about because we are constantly peeking over the fence to see if they're going to let us in or if, if we can sneak in. So as a Lions fan, even when you expect to stink, you don't necessarily sit still and enjoy the ups, the few ups <laughs> that you get. Well, if nothing else, you have uh, 17 Dan Campbell press conferences to look forward to. Might just tune in for the post press. (laughs) (laughs) No spoilers, Dan. Don't mention if the team won or not. Just want to know what body part you're biting off after this game. (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Hordell. Thanks for listening. Listen to Appraise the Phrase, and we'll see you back here next week.